0: For the Mid-Major Podcast, episode 28, I'm your host, Chris McKee. Got a ton of great stuff to get through with a whole bunch of conference tournaments in swing, NCAA Burt's happening, and a whole bunch more conference tournaments tipping off this week. I got some great audio from the Loyola Chicago win over Drake, comments from head coach Porter Moser, as well as from star forward Cameron Krutwig, the big man on Loyola Chicago. Got some comments from Drake head coach Darren DeVries. On whether he still thinks Drake deserves a spot in the NCAA tournament. Spoiler, he does think they deserve a spot. But play some of his audio. Got some cool audio from the Moorhead State win over Belmont over the weekend. A little bit of an upset there. The number two seed knocking off the one seed. But with the way Belmont played this season, definitely a little bit of a shocker. At one point, Belmont had won 21 straight games. And so they look like a shoe-in to get the OVC berth in March Madness. But Moorhead State... Had other plans. I'm going to play some of that audio. Also got some cool audio from last night's Summit League action. Oral Roberts had a buzzer beater. And we also got North Dakota State audio uh, head coach uh, David Richmond, Some comments from him. And the two of them are going to face off tonight. North Dakota State and Oral Roberts in the Summit League final. Bunch of other cool stuff. But of course, we always start off with the number one team in college basketball. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. Who absolutely hammered St. Mary's last night. 78-55. Pretty pedestrian game. I mean, I I talked about this last week in the pod, how I had zero interest in the West Coast Conference Tournament because zero drama. I mean, there's there's nobody that's going to compete with the Zags. Um, heading into this tournament, and they're proving it, you know, winning comfortably just about every night. So 18 points and 8 rebounds from Drew Timmy, who I voted as the college basketball player of the year because I do get a vote as a member of the United States Basketball Writers Association. Also did my All-American picks. You can go back and listen to last week's pod for that. Joel Ayayi with 16 points and 8 rebounds. Jalen Suggs with 15 and 7. And Corey Kispert, 14 points and 6 rebounds. And they're going to face off against BYU tonight, who BYU squeaked by Pepperdine last night. Pretty close game. I watched it. I was up till 2.30 a.m. Eastern sitting watching that game. I had a couple bucks on the game, so of course I'm going to sit and <laughs> pay attention to it. I had Pepperdine on the cover, and they did. But um, congrats to BYU. They won the opportunity to get absolutely whacked by Gonzaga tonight, so zero intrigue in that. But um so one thing that is pretty cool about Gonzaga this year, pretty impressive record, so they've now won 22 straight games by 10 or more and that is the most since UNLV did it, well, actually it's the most in about 60 years, but they just beat the 1990-91 UNLV run on Rebel team with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman, you know one of the greatest teams in the history of college basketball and that's the kind of rarefied air that the Zags are keeping right now. So I don't know if any of you saw this also. The West Coast Conference released their first team, you know, all-conference team this week. And it had 10 names, which I thought was a bit of a joke. And I seen John Rothstein today on Twitter kind of bugging out that the SEC had eight players on their first team. And I tweeted at him and reminded him, hey, the West Coast Conference had 10 names, which... uh I got a pretty good response on Twitter because I was talking about how also not only did they put 10 names on the West Coast Conference team, uh, they had a jumpy castle. Uh, everybody got um, a goodie bag and a juice box as well. And so uh, pretty good for the kids there in the West Coast Conference. I mean, 10 names on it. Like, hey, grow a pair of balls and just pick five. Like, And then maybe six. You have the sixth man of the year. Cool. No more than that. But, you know, you have a first team, you have a second team. That's why you have second and third teams. You don't put 10 names on the first team. So very 2021, um, you know, participation trophy kind of thing, but not a fan of it. But uh, if you do want to see a whole bunch of the other mid-major, you know, conference player of the years and first team all conference, go on undraftedfreeagent.com. I've been posting dozens of them over the past week. I'm on all the email lists from different conferences. And so as they send me the information, I put it up on undraftedfreeagent.com. So also last night, some great action in the CAA. Elon beat Hofstra. I don't think I've even spoken about Elon this year because they started off, I think, 0-7. And now they're going to be in the CAA final tonight. So they were the 8th seed going into the tournament. And they're going to face the number 6 seed, Drexel. Pretty cool to see, you know, talk about, you know, March Madness, the underdog. So I'm going to be glued to that one tonight. I think that's on tonight, so I'm going to take a look at that. But uh, I'm liking Elon. I'm rooting for them, the 8th seed. Love to see them get in. Also, tonight, uh, we're going to see the Horizon League final because Cleveland State squeaked by Milwaukee yesterday, 71-65. And uh, that was a pretty close game. I mean, back and forth. Milwaukee led for the majority of the game. And Milwaukee, the number eight seed in the Horizon League. Cleveland State, the one, squeaked by. And then they're going to face Oakland, which I believe is the three seed. But I like Cleveland State tonight. That's going to be one of my betting picks. They're minus two and a half. And uh, I'm really going to get down on that tonight. I like Cleveland State to win the Horizon League and go dancing. So also, yesterday, pretty cool to see. Appalachian State upset Georgia State 80-73. So they've won the Sun Belt. And I talked about that for weeks. Whoever the number one or two seed in the Sun Belt, not going to happen. It's going to be one of the lower seeds. There was so much parity in that conference. Such a great and entertaining conference to watch. And so Appalachian State has now won the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament in the Sun Belt. Great to see for them. Another team who's punched their ticket over the weekend, or yesterday, UNC Greensboro beat Mercer 69-61. They won the SoCon, and a little unlucky for Mercer. They had a great run down the stretch, started off red hot, cooled off a bit, and then got red hot again going into the SoCon tournament, but uh, just run out of gas late, and UNC Greensboro squeaks by them. And they're going to be in March Madness. So also last night, great game to see. Maybe the game of the night. Oral Roberts upset South Dakota State, 90-88 on a buzzer beater by Kevin O'Banner. I hope I'm saying his name right, but got some great audio from that call. Have a listen to Oral Roberts' buzzer beater from last night over South Dakota State. The inbound to Asmus under his own bucket. Seven seconds left. Mims backs up to half court, five left. Asmus crosses over, down the lane, fading away. Right-hander on the rim. No good, O'Banner's putback is good. Does it count? The signal is yes. They will check it, O'Banner's put back is good, and if it counts, Oral Roberts is headed to the Summit League Championship game. The basket counts. So of course, Oral Roberts led by Max Abmus, I believe that's how you say his last name, one of the greatest nicknames in college basketball, Midcourt Max, he's the leading scorer in college basketball, averaging almost 25 points a game. This guy's really good. I got a good look at him over the past couple of weeks at a regular season, and of course, I've watched just about every game of the Summit League tournament. And they're going to advance to face North Dakota State tonight. And I picked North Dakota State to win the Summit League. They're the number three seed. Oral Roberts, the four seed. And this is the third straight year that North Dakota State is in the Summit League final. And here's some comments from head coach David Richmond after his upset win last night. Um, more importantly, just
1: really thrilled with the leadership of this group. I, I tell everybody that that's listening right now the same thing I just told these guys in the locker room. Um, we have simply jumped on the back of three young men that exemplify everything that you know that I want this program to be about. And you walk out of our door in our locker room, this is is their program. And, and it reflects with the leadership that surrounds me right now and Tyree Eady. And, and thankfully, we got a bunch of other guys, 10 other guys that are, that are smart enough to work hard, have fun, listen and serve to our staff and these leaders. And uh, we win because of the leadership and the servant leadership and the attitude of these three guys.
0: So that's another game that's going to be a part of my betting picks. North Dakota State, a one point favorite over Oral Roberts. And uh, we're going to get to that at the end of the pod. Stick around. I'll tell you who I like. Also, over the weekend, Liberty beat North Alabama 79-75. They'd already clinched the Atlantic Sun title because North Alabama transitioned from Division II uh, less than four years ago. I think this is year three for them. So, I mean, it's a pretty stupid rule, but uh, they're not eligible for postseason play until they've played four seasons. But at least Liberty finished off the job they started, and you know, you'd hate to see that North Alabama actually beat them in the Atlantic Sun Final, and then Liberty still gets to go to March Madness, and you know that that'd be a little frustrating for all. So thankfully, Liberty saved everyone a ton of embarrassment and uh, got the win over North Alabama. Also over the weekend, Winthrop 80-53 over Campbell to win the Big South. I talked about that two weeks ago on the pod. That was one of the easiest conferences to predict, aside from the West Coast conference. I mean, it was pretty clear that Winthrop was just going to have a cakewalk through there. And I saw they had wins of, before that, uh, you know, we're talking, what do we got? A 27-point win there over Campbell. Leading into that, they had a 29-point win, a 21-point win, and another 27-point win in the lead-up to the Big South Conference. So pretty smooth going for Winthrop. And, hey, we'll see who they're going to get matched up with. I like him. they'll probably be uh, a 13-14-15 seed. And uh, we'll see what Chandler Vodra can do against the Pete boys. Um, I'm not hopeful. I think Winthrop will probably get whacked in round one just based on the competition they face. But never know. They got some guys on that team. So also, going back to the weekend, talked about this off the top, Loyola Chicago won the Missouri Valley Conference, and what a great conference that was. I watched a ton of that basketball all season. Of course, every game in the conference tournament, they beat Drake comfortably, 75-65, watched every minute of the game. It was never really a game. Loyola Chicago you know, handled business pretty well, behind 20 points and eight rebounds from Cameron Krutwig, and I got to vote on the all-MVC tournament team because uh, I've been covering that, and I had Cameron Krutwig as the player of the year in the MVC. Um, so he talked about, so he was on that magical 2018 team that had the Final Four run with Sister Jean and got all the media attention, and during that, Cameron Krutwig was just a freshman. And after Sunday's win over Drake, he talked about, you know, going back to the tournament to kind of cap off his career as a senior with Loyola Chicago. Here's his comments.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of come full circle. I think someone asked me about that. The other day, you know, to start it with my freshman year and, and to, to end it here, um, you know, as a senior to, to come back and, and win it, um, it's something we've been really working for, uh, you know, last year uh, out in the first round, got upset. Um, we really just refocused. Uh, Coach has been big on us just trying to keep not forget. Don't forget that. story. we keep telling uh, you always want to tell the story. Listen to this TED talk um, about, you know, last summer and, you uh, it was just keep telling the story, keep telling the story so that you can change the story. And um, and we, we, we changed the story today, and,
0: and, and it just feels great. And then we have comments from Loyal Chicago head coach Porter Moser, who was asked in his post-win press conference about comparing the Final Four team to this group here in 2021. This is what he had to say.
1: One of the things we wanted to do in Dwight State here is to sustain it. And uh, I welcome similarities. I mean, as I still have kind of been shying away from comparing them, uh, these guys, um, you know, they're their own team is 2021. And uh, there are similarities of what, what we're trying to do with our program, but I, I, I love the sustained success of continuing to, to get back to it. It's one of the huge reasons why I wanted to continue to stay and do it again and get here and do it again. And um, but um, you know, I welcome similarities because there's a lot of similarities. The comparisons, are, you know, I've kind of shied away.
0: Well, I'm sure he's going to be answering that same question about 50 times over the next week as Loyola Chicago will head to Indianapolis for March Madness. And then one team that is clinging by a thread and hoping they do get to go to March Madness Drake Bulldogs. So obviously, you know, them losing Roman Penn down the stretch, a big deal. They lost Shanquan Hemphill, who was back for the mvc tournament but not largely effective and head coach darren DeVries talked about his chances about getting an at-large bid to march madness this is what he had to say after the loss to Loyola chicago
1: uh we don't we haven't really uh, you know put together yet a plan for for selection sunday and and um and no i we, you don't have to do anything in terms of um you know providing an injury report i guess for your team um at all uh so it's um you know, we got, uh, um, you know, a week, uh, week to get ready for Selection Sunday and then a week to get ready uh, for a postseason play.
0: So there's Darian DeVries from Drake, the head coach, and obviously he sounds emotionally exhausted after such a tough run and, you know, losing his two best players and then fighting to get back in. If, for my money, I, I mean, no one has championed Drake more this season, but they're not healthy going in. I just can't see them doing any damage or winning a game once they get to March Madness. So I'd rather see you know one of the higher major conference teams that could win a game or two uh, punch their ticket and get in. And uh, I think Drake will have to go back to the drawing board and start over again for next season. So going back to Saturday, one of the big upsets, this was actually one of my betting picks last week that I got wrong, Loyola, Maryland, a huge upset over Navy in the Patriot League semifinal, 76-68. So heading into this matchup, Navy was the number one seed. They were 15-2 going into this game against Loyola, Maryland, who was 4-10. So I thought, hey, I mean, the the line was about 5. I'm like, Navy's going to hammer them pretty comfortably. Alas, big shocker there. Loyola, Maryland gets through, and they're going to face Colgate. In the Patriot League final, I think Colgate should run over them comfortably. Another big upset over the weekend: UMass Lowell beating UMBC in the American East. UMBC was the one seed, 79-77 They lose, and this kind of makes me happy because one of the things I, I don't like there's you know after UMBC beat Virginia, you know as the sixteen seed for the first time ever, beating a one seed in March Madness a couple years ago, their social media guy became like somewhat of a an internet superstar. And I just thought a lot of the humor he was—they were doing. I, I'm assuming it's a dude. Was kind of lowbrow and just trashy and just—I don't know—very uh, you know 21-year-old frat boyish. And not a fan. And so nice to see them lose and get the upset. And I was wondering—I was waiting for these snarky, lowbrow comments after UMBC got upset in the semifinal, of the American East. Alas, I didn't hear anything from the social media guy. Um, but uh, I, look, hey. You win with class, you lose with class and I'm not seeing that out of the UNBC social media dude. First of all, why the hell do I even know you know who their social media dude is? That says you know you're too much, you're getting in the way. Uh, let the players do the talking, not some dude typing uh, who's you know never picked up a basketball in his life. So going back to the weekend as well, one of my favorite games of the year. I you know, I told you I watch more OVC than pretty much, well, I wouldn't say any college basketball writer, but I'm certainly up there in the conversation. And the number two seed, Moorhead State, beat number one seed, Belmont, 86-71. This was never a game behind an outstanding performance from Jani Moore, 27 points and 12 rebounds. If you haven't seen this kid, Jani Moore, on Moorhead, it's a must. 6'10 freshman. This dude is a true freshman. Uh, He's from the Tampa area. He was named the OVC tournament MVP, obviously. He was also named the OVC freshman of the year and first team OVC. This dude is out of this world. I I caught him a little bit earlier in the year, but he just got better and better progressing towards the OVC conference tournament. And uh, here's what he had to say. I got some comments from him after the win over Belmont and Moorhead State going to go dancing in March Madness.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of people doubted us, but we just used it as motivation. And just our motto from the beginning was to get better every day. And that's what we did. And now we're overseas champs.
0: So Moorhead State head coach Preston Spradlin, what an outstanding job this guy's done this year. They started off a little slow in the OVC, but come Christmas – They, you know, one of the best teams in all of college basketball. They just got red hot. And I liked either them or Eastern Kentucky to upset Belmont going in. I picked EKU on a coin flip. But alas, Moorhead State gets it done. And this is head coach Preston Spradlin on his comments on what it means to win the OVC tournament and go to March Madness.
1: Um, You know what? It it, it still hasn't even really hit me yet. I don't think uh, I hadn't had a chance to see my family yet. And I think that's when it will. It'll really sink in, um, but it's an honor um, to win this league. I mean, we have an unbelievable conference. The schools, the coaches, the players in this league, it's, it's a really high-level basketball league. I wish it got more national recognition than it does. So to, to be in the position to win a championship, um, it really means a lot because it's a big one to win. And I'm just so proud of our guys. Um, they just, their faith is unbelievable. They've had great belief um, since day one. We never talked about winning a championship. We never talked about winning 20 games. We, we literally talked every day about getting better and challenging yourself, uh, holding your teammates to a high standard, and just getting better every day. And that was literally the pregame speech today was, we've gotten better since the last time we had the opportunity to play Belmont a week ago. We're better this Saturday than we were last Saturday. That's our goal. Let's go out. Let's prove it. And um, those guys played unbelievable tonight. Uh, at the end of the day, it's players. It's, it's not the plays. Um, it's those guys going and, and, and playing together, demonstrating their toughness and uh, making plays. And uh, I'm unbelievably proud of this group.
0: So there you have it. There's a couple tickets that have been punched, including Moorhead State. And I think they got a shot to win a game or two in March Madness. They got some guys, you know, talked about Janai Moore, 6'10". So they have the length. They got guys that can shoot the three. So watch out for more Head State in March Madness. So some of the tournaments coming up this week, tipping off the Big Sky Tournament starts tomorrow. Big West, Mountain West, SWAC. Metro Atlantic, Conference USA, Southland, and the Mid American, the other Mac. So I'm on the media list for several of those there. So I'm going to have a bunch of audio and some clips over the next couple pods coming up. I am going to skip Friday's pod. Normally I do one on Tuesday and every Friday because I'm going up to Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, which, you know, I live in the Toronto area. It's a gorgeous day. Finally, the first. You know, nice day. We've had minus 20 for weeks. It's been freezing. And it's uh, it's about plus 10 outside. Had a nice jog. But we're going up to Sault Saint Marie because my son's committed to play soccer at Algoma University. So it's an eight-hour drive. We're going to leave Thursday morning, hang out. He's never actually met his coach in person. That's recruited him on you know on the phone for months on end. So I was going to go say hello to the coach, kind of thing, and then drive right back for Friday night. So you won't be hearing from me until probably next Monday or Tuesday after this. So, also a bunch of all conference teams released. And I mentioned earlier, you can go on undraftedfreeagent.com, my website, check out my socials. You can check out meet me on Twitter at Mr. McKee, the Undrafted Free Agent socials. Please drop a follow as we head towards March. But I got a whole bunch of all conference teams and player of the years. It's all up on my website, but just one that was released today, just before I went on air to do this pod that I didn't have the time to put up, the Mountain West released their player of the year in all-conference. So a bit of a shocker to me. The player of the year is Matt Mitchell from San Diego State. Decent player, but I just think there's probably a dozen other guys – In the Mountain West, a lot worthy, including every guy on the first team that I'm about to name. So Derek Alston Jr., first team all Mountain West. He's from Boise State. I mean, this guy's got NBA potential, really nice player. David Roddy on Colorado State, one of the gutsiest players, really fun to watch. And I hope Colorado State gets into March Madness. I've talked about this numerous times. I think if they get in, they got the ability to win a game or two and, and get to the Sweet 16. Also on the first team, Mountain West All-Conference Team, Grant Sherfield from Nevada, who I've spoke about in great detail many times on this pod. Namias Kita, the 7-footer from Portugal, who plays for Utah State. And this guy is going to be a first-round pick in the NBA. He's out of this world. Uh, and then, of course, Matt Mitchell from San Diego State, also on the uh, first team, All-Mountain West. Also want to shout out my guy Fardos Amick, good Canadian boy. He is the WAC Player of the Year Western Athletic Conference. So he's a player of the year, defensive player of the year, first team all WAC. And that's a young man from Vancouver, BC that I've covered pretty extensively on this podcast. 6'11 dude, led all of college basketball in rebounds. He's averaging about 15, 16 rebounds a night. Really nice player and uh, happy to see he was awarded the WAC Player of the Year. So also up on my website, I wanted to talk about, I wrote an article this week, and it hasn't got a ton of views just yet, but I would imagine as we get closer to March, it will. Think about all the teams that, the Ivy League Conference opted out, a whole bunch of other teams, uh, Bethune-Cookman, Maryland-Eastern Shores, Chicago State. Think about all those teams that opted out in fear of, you know, the sky was going to fall, and how stupid they feel right now. You know, think of all the excitement we've sat and watched. These games have been amazing over the past week and shaping up to be perhaps one of the greatest NCAA tournaments in the history of all time just because we missed last year. I mean, the excitement is palpable. Even casual fans, you know, friends of mine that are just mildly into college basketball, you know, the guys that pick it up once they get their bracket in the office, you know, all these guys are buzzing, man. Like the casual fan is buzzing heading into March Madness and think about all those kids that you know the Ivy Leaguers and I know you know a handful of these kids I know a couple kids on Harvard and a kid on Princeton and you know how frustrating it is for them I see some of their Instagram stories them you know training in empty gyms by themselves and here they are watching their peers at over 300 universities playing college basketball and shame on you you know the school officials at the Ivy League and some of these other schools that couldn't reverse course you know we saw it with the Pac 12 in football they announced They were going to shut her down and not play. And then their commissioner, after some pressure, changed course and let the kids play. And all was fine right? No significant health issues as a result of any college basketball practice, game, and football as well. With any coach, player, official, or coaching staff, you know, it has been a bunch of tests positive, but then everyone's fine and dandy, and we go back on with life. And so I think shame on you and how stupid they must feel, all these teams that canceled their college basketball season. I can't wait to see the looks on their face, you know, come March 18, that first weekend when all the games are happening, and they're sitting at home on their couch. So, speaking of some games happening tonight, betting picks for tonight. I like three games, and I have actually put a few bucks myself on these games already through my account on Bodog. It's not a sponsor. It's just the account I use right now. Hopefully, if all goes well, maybe it will be one day. So, I mentioned tonight Gonzaga versus BYU in the West Coast Conference Final. 14 points. I think the Zags are going to run over them. They've run over everyone. They've played BYU twice this year. First game just destroyed them. Second, a little closer. And that was only because the Zags sat their first team Um, And then BYU, it was probably about a 30-point game, and then they sat the guys and put all the kids in, and BYU closed it to about 11 or 12. But that was against the second team. I think the Zags run over them, and uh, they're going to go into March Madness undefeated. North Dakota State tonight, Summit League Final, minus one versus Oral Roberts. This is a pick I mean, you got Max Admis, you know, the the best scorer in the country on Oral Roberts. But North Dakota State's got some guys. They have length. Uh, I've watched them quite a bit over the past couple weeks, including last night. A long athletic front court. I just think they have too many dudes, and they'll squeak out a very close win. It's only one point. So go with the buys in North Dakota State. And this is a game that I hammered. The Horizon League final tonight. Cleveland State just minus two and a half versus Oakland. Cleveland State the one seed. They've been really good. They just have a feel of a team of destiny. I believe in them. And I think they're going to hammer Oakland tonight. Probably, I would say hammer. They'll probably win about five or six. But definitely cover the two and a half. So thanks for listening. I'm Chris McKee. Of course, check out UndraftedFreeAgent.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at Mr. McKee. Check out the UndraftedFreeAgent.com socials. And remember, I will not be here Friday. I'm going to be driving in a car eight hours there, eight hours back. So 16 hours a car. 16 hours of traffic and driving through Northern Ontario. But uh, I'll be back probably Monday with another one. Until then, enjoy the hoops, man. It's going to be fun.